All right. Well, hello and welcome. Welcome and hello. Today is Thursday, which means that it is vlog day. Thank you so much for joining me again, everybody. I was uh, I was gone this last weekend at Vape Bash, and no, I did not shoot any travel vlogs. I'm probably going to do two more travel vlogs this year. One of them is going to be VPX Las Vegas. That's going to be Bro Trip 5, and the last one is going to be... Uh, Irish vape invasion when I go over to Ireland. So we've done a lot of travel vlogs this year already. I packed a lot of travel into the beginning of this year for some reason, but I'm back. I'm back from Vape Bash. I had a great time at Vape Bash. I'm going to do a quick wrap up later, but there are some more pressing issues to talk about. Let me get out my vlog notes, which are actually already out. I want to do a quick update from last week. Hang on, hang on. Want to do a quick update. Uh, thank you everybody that emailed me uh, talking about the Rafale X. Everybody left comments, everybody emailed me. In fact, you well sent me an email that I didn't really understand. In fact, theirs didn't really even help at all. It was your guys's that helped. So what I did is I put another build on here and I'm kind of getting the hang of this little negative or what do they call it? It's not a negative, it's a neutral. They have a positive and a negative and a neutral. And it's interesting because current can flow through the neutral part of it and it will work. It just, electricity will flow through it. So I built a quad coil on here. One, two, three, four. Four coils, quad coil. Each coil individually the resistance was 0 0.5 ohms right and normally when you build a quad coil on a three or four post rda with just positive and a negative it will split it four times so your 0.5 ohm coil goes substantially substantially way down 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 in resistance but with this you can get a 0.5 ohm coil to stay at 0 0.5 ohms each coil individually is 0.5 ohms, and with a quad coil on this Rafale XRDA, it stayed at 0.5 ohms, which is crazy. So I have this set uh, pretty high wattage. This is the Lava Box with the 1300 milliamp hour battery extension pack in there that actually makes your Lava Box much, much bigger. The buttons still rattle though. But it stayed at 0.5. I have this well above 70 watts. It's basically like running on a series box. It's giving me about 7.5 volts right now. But the vape that I'm getting from it, dude, it's actually pretty nice. It's got okay airflow. Now, nah. This isn't a review or first impressions for the Rafale. I wish the airflow was different. I'm not a huge fan of the airflow, and I don't like that when you're building a quad coil, that the airflow doesn't point at your coils, it points at your wick in the middle. So, eh, I don't know. I don't know how they could have improved it. I like this idea. I think it's a cool idea. I'd like to see it implemented better because as it stands, the neutral post in the middle is a little bit wobbly. But just wanted to show you guys, thank you for your feedback. Yes, I built a quad coil in here. It's vaping great. I understand how it works and I'm excited to, to really dig in and start vaping this RDA more and more and more and more and more. But like I said, we do have a lot of stuff to talk about this week. There's going to be a little bit of advocacy there at the top of the program. We're going to do a really quick uh, vape bash wrap up. Had a really great time out there. Of course, we're going to do beer. Of course, we're going to do shout outs. I got some first impressions. I even have a retro vaping segment pre 
have aired. I don't have any reviews for things that never got reviewed. Uh, this is very much together, uh, very much a thrown together vlog video. I was gone since last Thursday, so I published the video on Thursday. I was gone and I just got back yesterday, so I haven't had time to plan or prep or build or links or anything and it's crazy so this is just all kind of getting thrown together right now but you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna power through it and you won't even notice you'll just be like hey grim that's a really totally normal vlog that you just did. I totally couldn't tell that it was completely thrown together at the very last minute. So there's some updates coming out of Indiana. If you're a regular viewer of my vlogs, we've talked about Indiana a couple of times and Indiana being so close to Illinois where we had Vape Bash, I had the chance to be on an advocacy panel and it's interesting because Vape Bash had an advocacy, you know, Q&A panel planned and actually executed it with lots of people and lots of people in the room and a lot of questions and answers and a whole lot of advocacy going on. On. Imagine that. Listen up, Vape Jam UK. It's totally possible to do. But anyway, I talked to a great guy there, Evan. Now, Evan is a huge, huge advocacy supporter um, in the Indiana area. And he told me about this Facebook group that if you're in that area, and trust me, you're going to want to take part in this. There's a Facebook group, Hoosier Vapers, V-A-P-E-R-S, but I'm going to have a link down in the description. You can go, you can join this Facebook group, you can learn about everything that's happening in Indiana. They just recently, um, within the last day or two, had another hearing where people were come in, came in and were allowed to testify and present their case and blah, 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 and this, that, and the other. And basically what's happening in Indiana is this, at least this is the way that I understand it, is that any juice, any liquids, any vaping liquids that are bought, sold, or consumed in the state need to be manufactured in the state. And not just manufactured in the state, but manufactured under these very rigorous and stringent sort of rules and regulations and guidelines. Crazy, right? There are fines for people importing liquids into the state. So if there's a brick and mortar shop in Indiana and they reach out to me and they say, hey Nick, I would really like to carry your Epiclouds juice in my shop. I cannot sell them Epiclouds juice. I would get fined tens of thousands of dollars for importing juice into the state. And not to mention the fact that if somehow this shop owner A goes to a vape meet and picks up a bunch of, I don't know, we'll say Ben Johnson's awesome sauce, right? Gets a bunch of Ben Johnson's awesome sauce, buys it wholesale, takes it back to his state and starts selling it in his brick and mortar store back in Indiana. The Ben Johnson's awesome sauce can get fined for having their liquids in the state unbeknownst to them, which, and it's even comes, they're going after DIY. They're including everything that has to do with raw ingredients or mixing. So if you're caught, you know, mixing your own juice, you will get ticketed and you will get fined. They're really going after this in an unbelievably crazy, crazy way. It is unbelievable. I can't, in fact, in the future, I give away winners. If I'm giving away liquid and you're in Indiana, 
you cannot win because I won't get in trouble, but the juice vendors whose juice I'm sending, which could be my own juice, could be Epiclouds, could be Ben Johnson, could be Squid Dude, could be Snozberry, could be anybody. If I send juice to your state and you live in Indiana, those vendors could get in trouble for having their liquids in the state of Indiana. That's insane to me. So if you want to learn more about this, head over to HoosierVapors.com. Evan posts in there all the time. He's incredibly smart. His background is in politics, and he really has his finger on the pulse of everything that's going on in Indiana. So yeah, crazy stuff happening in Indiana. But like I said, I'll have a links down in the description. So before we talk about this CASA call to action, that is, this is a federal level call to action. I want to see read something that Julie Woosner wrote on uh, on Facebook. And Julie is the, you know, president, you know, high priestess <laughs> of CASA. And she wrote this and I would just like to I would just like to read it. She says, um, the Vapor Technology Association has put out an industry call to action regarding an amendment to the appropriations bill. So this is regarding the FDA deeming regs. I want to be very clear about this. We are asking consumers not to do this call to action put out by the VTA. This is not a slam on VTA or talking v or taking VTA to task, but at the end of the day, VTA is an industry group, not a consumer group. Moreover, there has been no disclosure of what is in the Cole Amendment, so it is impossible to say whether this is something consumers should support wholeheartedly. If you are a consumer, please do this CASA call to action. So what I'm gonna to link to in the description, um, I got the email from CASA, I got the email from Alex, I saw it in the We Are CASA Facebook group, I saw it all over the place. This is the call to action, and I'm gonna post a link to it in the description, and this is take action to change the predicate date for vapor products, this is H appropriations. Now, a lot of people get very thrown off and like discouraged with advocacy because there's a lot trust me i know there's a lot to learn you're you're as you go along you're learning the process of what's an appropriations committee what does that even mean or what does this committee mean or what is a bill that's done this this and this but isn't able to change in Senate and you're learning all these things. You know what I mean? Like stuff you should have learned in high school, but you didn't really pay attention because you were busy drawing band logos on your binder. That's that's me. But you're learning all this new stuff. So you kind of have to pause for a second and focus. Just give this call to action all your attention. Read all of it. So it goes on to say, without a change in the February 2007 predicate Predicate, predicate date, more than 99% of the vapor products currently on the market will be gone within the next two years. This is not hyperbole. The cost of obtaining pre-market approvals with the FDA's Center for Tobacco Products is intentionally prohibitive, and all indications are that there will be no significant exemptions made for vapor products. So, CASA, CASA, I love you, CASA. They make it so easy. They have two huge links on here. Click right now to send an email, make a call. They even give you writing points and talking points. Just do it. Pause this vlog. I won't care. Trust me. Follow the link in the description. Go to CASA. Read all this. 
try to absorb it, understand it, and do the call to action, and then you can come back to the vlog, and then we're gonna drink beer and do shout outs and have first impressions of all this fun vape gear, and it's gonna be great, but right now, just do this call to action, please. I will wait. So now that we all did the CASA call to action, I wanna do a really quick Vape Bash wrap up. Vape Bash is one of the most fun events that just is ever around. It's certainly not a trade show, uh, nothing against ECC, nothing against VPX, nothing against Summit, nothing against, uh, you know, one of the other ones, VCC events. Those are all trade shows. They have B2B days, which is just business to business days, and then they have some days where it's open to the public. And Vape Bash, much like VaporCon and VaporCon West, are purely focused on business to customer interactions. There's two days, it's all open to the public, and it's all about vendors being in there, giving away what they wanna give away, selling what they wanna sell, and just a really fun, slightly more intimate, less dubstep-filled environment. It's a great time. There are wonderful, wonderful people in the Chicagoland area. I get to see people that I, I that I don't see. You know what I mean? I got to see my buddy Flitz, and I only really ever see him at Vape Bash. And there's so many people in Illinois that I got to meet this year, that I got to see again, that we got to hang out. I just had just a wonderful time. Me and Ruby Roo got together and finally got to do another episode of the Culture of Clouds podcast, like together in the same room. We took a night and did that. There's Portillo's down the street. It was just a really fun event. I brought uh, three t-shirts, three of the new Grim Green t-shirts, and I gave them away there. We had Culture of Cloud stickers. I had new Grim Green stickers. We gave all of those away. Towards the end of the day, it was like we didn't want to take anything home. Now, Namber Juice, we had a booth there. This is the only event that we're doing this year was Vape Bash, and we had a booth there. So we were slinging juice all, all two days long. We were giving away free beer glasses, and at the end of the day, you know, we're down to a little bit of stuff. So we're like, basically, anybody who came up to the table, we're like, here, you want a free beer glass with stickers? Here, you want a free beer glass with stickers? We were taking vape mats and just everybody walking by was like, vape mat? You want a vape mat? Anybody want a new Grim Green vape mat? Gave away a whole fuck ton of vape mats. It was overall really just a really fun event. And I can't thank everybody enough who took the time to just come up and say hi, take a selfie. Uh, there were a lot of people, surprisingly, which this was weird. They wanted me not just to sign their mods, but to draw male genitalia on their mods. And yes, there were a couple, at least a handful of people. I, I remember specifically there was one that was the inside door of the Rillo because it's curved like that. So I had a difficult time with my silver Sharpie trying to draw an accurate penis in there and then signing it grim, but People were requesting it. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's that's up to them. If they want to dick on their mod with my signature, then then that's what they're gonna get. But thank you everybody who came up to me. There was one guy, Jonathan, who had like these goodie bags. And we go, we talk about this extensively in the new episode, episode five of the podcast, but it's like he watched our videos and listened to the podcast and then bought everything that we talked about. Like there were vitamins in there. There was emergency in there. There was emodium in there. Uh, there was uh, Duval uh, glasses, which I'm going to be using later for the beer tasting. There was a BB-8 little travel-sized Kleenex. I mean, awesome. Just like a gift bag, like, here, have this gift bag, enjoy your day. There were Kinder chocolates, Kinder Buenos, and other Kinder stuff in there. It was just 
so great and so heartwarming, you know what I mean? And and there were so many people that got me beers. And shout out to Sarah and her husband. They got me beer that was delicious. And there was one guy, and his name I forgot. And if you're this guy, let me know in the comments below. He got me a growler of Not Your Father's Root Beer. And we drank it. We all drank it. I consumed all of the beer that I got at that event because I can't fly home with it because I just have a carry-on. But thank you, everybody in Chicago, Illinois, and at Vape Bash for being so generous and so welcoming. It's just a great event. If they do it again next year, I would highly, highly recommend. Uh, I would highly recommend going out to that their Vape Bash event because it is just really freaking good time. So before we get into any uh, beer or shout outs or anything, I just want to do real quick what I've been vaping. It's not going to be very entertaining. It's just, uh, you know, I like to talk about the things that I've been using regularly. That goon, man, even though the build deck is a little eh, not really suited for my tastes, and even though one of my little plates is bent, the vape that I'm getting from it, I just thoroughly enjoy. Now, Here's another example of me being a terrible person, but a fella in North Carolina at Vapor Slam gave me this tip, right? It's a big old honking tip. And I was like, dude, those are so cool. And then I get home and I'm like, I don't have anything to use this on. Turns out they were meant for the Kennedy 24, but they fit perfectly on the goon. And they just look so, so freaking cool. Why do I have this set up in single coil mode? Dual coil mode. What I've noticed about the Goon is that if you align the air holes just right, it will whistle. And it only happens very, very, very randomly. But if they're like perfectly lined up, I can really get it to whistle. But it just happens really like right there, it's not. They just have to be perfectly, perfectly aligned. Anyway, I'm running the Goon on top of the Titan box mod. This is Ben Johnson's awesome sauce. This is the Schooner, which is a, uh, a pound cake flavor with like lemon glaze on it. Quite, quite delicious. This is an M-Turk build in here. It's around 0.15, and I threw a Culture Clouds. That's what our stickers look like. Threw a Culture Cloud sticker on there just because green and blue, and then the drip tip is green and blue, and I just love this setup. It's matchy-matchy. I like the goon, and I just, this is a very reliable setup. Nice hot vape. That is a very nice hot, hot vape. Additionally, same as last week, I've been using this Black V-God uh, Minikin, and so I read something on Reddit that I thought was kind of interesting relating to the Minikin. If you go to Asmodus.com, if you head over to Asmodus.com, there's a little note, okay, that pops up that says, Special Notice. Announcement. It is with deep regret that we are no longer producing the Minikin and Helve mods. News has leaked that the resurgence of these mods are being released by China without our authorization. Lassimo is also releasing a Snow Wolf Mini 90 watt that is not 
eat that is not authorized by our company. Our trademark and copyrights are only valid in the USA, which has created a window for China to mass produce our product without our consent. Be warned that any USA-based facility carrying these products will be pursued to the fullest extent of the law and be wary when purchasing any Asmodis products and verify that they are an authorized Asmodis distributor. So it's nothing safety related. It's not that the Minikin's gonna blow up in your face or anything like that. It's that their trademark and copyright is only good for Murica and China went, oh, <laughs> we can make these like we have been already for you, but we can sell them directly and then we don't have to go through Asmodis and Asmodis doesn't get their slice of the pie. They're basically cutting out the middleman. So they won't be, the Minikin is still going to exist. It's just not an Asmodis product. It's, it's, being, it's being made and released and sold under you know, shady sort of pretenses, which is kind of a bummer because I have really truly been enjoying this V-God minikin. Uh, this is the Sub-Zero RDA, crispy cap on top. I'm down to the very last like two mils of my Moo E-Liquid banana milk. This, dude, this is a stellar, stellar vape. The Sub-Zero has just such good airflow. So speaking of other Sub-Zeros, I do have my second Sub-Zero that I bought on my uh, Vapor Shark DNA 200. I'm using Rainbow Sherbet in the Dark from the Grim Cult line. It's just freaking ridiculous. Usually I have the other Sub-Zero RDA that I bought on my M17, my new M17, but uh, I put a dot mod on there instead, and now I'm rocking this on here. So there you go. That's completely unnecessary, a completely unnecessary story. But this is a 0.4 ohm coil. I have it set to 81 watts. This is just a fantastic vape. I literally, I mean, more than I can imagine love, love the airflow of the Sub-Zero RDA. All the way open, the airflow is just beautiful. The flavor is just great. This is absolutely well on its way to becoming one of my top five favorite things of 2016. That Sub-Zero RDA though, I'm really interested to try the, twy? Yeah, sure. And really interested to try the 24 millimeter version of this. And lastly, but not leastly, yes, I've been using this Axis Vapes M17 just like crazy. I got to meet the creator, Win. He was at Vape Bash, and he had a couple on him, and I'm like, oh, man, I could buy one right now, and it would be mine right now. But I didn't quite pull the trigger on that. Got a lot of interesting slash angry comments on my M17 video. Um, I don't know why. Uh, people instantly go to the highest price that it is. There were a lot of comments like, I would never pay $600 for that. And I'm like, cool, you don't have to because they start at $350 for the stabilized wood version. Like, why do people instantly go to the highest price possible? I would never pay. $600 is such a ripoff. I'm like, yeah, 
I know six hundred is a lot of money. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to pay six hundred dollars. You can buy one for three fifty, and even at that price, nobody's forcing you to do it. This is just a review. You know what I mean? You're getting mad at a vaping YouTube video. Think about that for a second. But anyway, what I have in here is the Ruby Rue build. That's what I'm calling it. That's what henceforth it shall forever be known as. It's an uh, it's an eight wrap, twenty four gauge. Niachrome Anarchist wire around a two and a half millimeter and comes out to 0.2 ohms every time, 0.22 ohms. She taught me to turn my wattage down a little bit on these round wire builds. I was rocking this at like 80 watts and she's like, turn it down to like 60, 65. And I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a lot better. It's just a little bit less intense, a little bit more flavorful. This is very much a flavor build. This is a dot mod version two on here with the matchy matchy purple and uh, Lane Cove Mai, of course, Lane Cove Mai for days. It's in an easy dripper, which this combo, when you have this build in here with this atomizer and this combo with the easy dripper, it's boom, the best. This is the best thing ever. I love this little combo right here. I'm constantly going to have an Easy Dripper Dot Mod M17 combo because I just love it so much. And of course, Mai is just a delicious juice that I love into the ground. Oh, it's good. Ah, oh, damn it, that is so good. So yeah, that's what I've been vaping. Uh, after we do that, I, I'm feeling good. I am feeling a little bit thirsty. What I want to do is go to the beer section. I need to apologize because the last vlog, like the first 20 minutes of it, I was completely out of focus. Apparently, I don't know how to work my camera very well, and I was completely, completely out of focus for the first 20 minutes of the last vlog, so I apologize. Hopefully, that doesn't happen again, but the beer that we have tonight is a Belgian beer. I, Diego Marsh from Belgium, uh, when we were in the UK Vape Jam, he bought me a couple bottles of beer, and one of them was Orville, and I drank it when I was in the UK, and I was like, fuck, this is such a good goddamn beer. I just love it. So... That's what we have tonight. We have Orval. I know I'm not saying that right, but I'm going to say Orval. Diego, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it Orval? Anyway, this is just a delicious, delicious beer. It's a Belgian Trappist ale. Clicking over to Beer Advocate, it's got a 93 and 100 world class rating. Now, before I'd had it in the UK, it had been a number of years before, you know, since I've had it. Pardon me. I think the last time I had this was, if anybody remembers, a couple years ago uh, when we all shot a vlog in my old vape lair. Um, it was me and Matt and Ruby and Josh and Flitz and everybody was there. That's the last time I think I had the Orval. Uh, Orval. No, it was before that. It was before that. So it's been a while. It's been a couple years. I'm really excited to try it again because I tasted it in the UK and it was delicious. This is the sweet uh, Duval which apparently I'm saying wrong, Ruby. Did you know that we're saying this wrong? Duval uh, glass. What am I trying to say? Tulip glass that we got from Jonathan. Um, just going to pour this, you know, like I always do. Orville's not a uh, incredibly dark beer. It's on the lighter side, but it still has that sort of like, you know, opaque sort of translucent color. I'm going to get an insane head on there. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look at me go. Look at this beer noob right here. Insanely crazy head on there. Let's read one of the uh, let's read one of the reviews. Let's read one of the the top the top raters. The upper 1% beer. Everything is interesting about it. The bottle, the taste, and the smell. Every sip was different. It was like a great great wine. What's in it? Every sip and enjoy what what's in it? Must sip and enjoy because of the taste and carbonation or effervescence. Pours a hazy amber color with a gigantic four-inch bone-colored head. Wow, that was really, really accurate. Chunky head is full of its own numerous bubbles and lasts a long time. Somewhat formed ring lacing on the drink down smells very floral and citrus notes. Slight vinegar and must funk. Yes, taste of apple cider, lemon zest, grass flowers, funk and bitterness. Uh, and the taste starts at each sip. Bitterness is very herbal and quite mild after each sip. The funk is from the brett used in creating this beer. This beer is very carbonated or effervescent. The body is somewhat light and crisp and clean. Drinkability is good, but on this beer, I can only see myself having it occasionally. It is very unique and interesting beer. Yeah, absolutely. Orville in a Duval cup. This is for you guys. Cheers, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So good. Very carbonated, very effervescent. I need to stop saying effervescent because all I want to do is look at the camera and do like a dramatic pause like every single time. So I'm going to stop doing that. Very carbonated, very effervescent. It is a very citrusy. I get I get like this springtime sort of dandelion floral flavor from it. There is some herbally uh, lower notes in there as well. It's just all around. This is just a delicious beer. I'm thinking this will pair really well with Rainbow Sherbet in the Dark because Rainbow Sherbet in the Dark is our Rainbow Sherbet flavor and it has a very strong uh, like orange lime sort of sweet citrus situation going on there. So I have a feeling that this might be a really good pairing. If this isn't, then I'm definitely I'm also I'm also going to vape this with my e just uh, just because just because I like experimenting because vape pairings, right? Yeah, Oof, absolutely, absolutely, that is a good pairing. Wow. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it together a lot. Let's try it with Mai now. Now, Mai is sort of the opposite flavor profile of this. Mai is a very much like a black current, like low note sort of flavor. And this has a lot of like bright florally citrus flavors in it. So I think they could contrast really well. I'm not really sure. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, that's really not bad at all. That is actually really good. Interesting. I've never had rainbow sherbet pair with a beer. Usually I'm drinking a lot of these dark beers. And so I'm like donut pounder and yig and Ben Johnson's Oreo and bakery banana and like all these like bakery deep bakery flavors to go with these dark, dark beers. But when you get a lighter beer, when you get one of these like, you know, Trappist ales that are florally and citrusy and bright and clean. 
then yeah, you're want to you're gonna want to go with something that's a little more bright and citrusy and clean rather than you know donut pounder. But uh, yeah, that's what I got right now for the beer section. I'm gonna continue to enjoy this as I hope those of you out there that have beer are drinking out of your Grim Army uh, tulip glasses or Grim Army pint glasses that we gave away at Vape Bash, and uh, you'll continue to enjoy a beer with me. So what are we gonna do after we do beer? Yeah, I think it's time to do some freaking shoutouts. So the first shout out I want to do is to a fella named Ted. Now, uh, Ted, I've been emailing back and forth with for years. He is a veteran. He is legally blind and he still builds his own coils. I told a story about Ted a long time ago that he set up a camera that was zoomed in and he would build his coils while looking at it on a monitor like close to his face like that's how he built coils and it was just so inspiring because at that time i was getting i still get all these emails about like why does my cotton taste burn uh this doesn't wick right and i'm like bro there's a blind guy out there building coils with his homemade jerry-rigged camera setup so i don't want to hear you complaining about burnt cotton because if ted can do it you can do it too but ted sent me a video that I thought was really helpful about cutting wicks. Now, I've always cut wicks, you know, with scissors. I just go snip, snip, like two scissors. But Ted has this method where you buy one of these rolling cutter things and you use wood and then a ruler and you can actually like portion out your wicks to be exactly the same. Like you go snip, snip with this like straight, like it looks like a pizza cutter. You know, it's made for cutting fabric and it just sliced, like sliced his wicks up. So shout out to Ted for that and for being a complete inspiration, being technically legally blind and still being able to build and wick your own RDAs, man. You are the boss. I'm going to post a link in the description if you want to watch Ted's wicking video. I also have a shout out I want to do for a gal named Brandy. So Brandy emailed me for what seems like forever ago. And it was, let's see, this was way back in March 7th, way back March 7th. And anyway, she had a shout out for someone that we're not gonna get to just yet. Wink, wink. But anyway, she asked for my t-shirt size. She wanted to send me a a shirt, a t-shirt for my birthday, because my birthday, and I was like, you know what? If you want to send me a shirt, dude, I will totally, I will totally accept a shirt for a birthday gift, Brandy. You know, that's amazing. Thank you so much. So this went on for a while and I finally got my shirt, Brandy. I finally got it. And holy crap, it's kind of amazing. Do you see this? Do you see this t-shirt? It's R2D2 with huge giant muscles. It looks like Dwayne. It says, bro, do you even beep boop? That's an amazing shirt. I'm going to wear this. uh, Well, I'm going to wear this all the time because I'm a big nerd and I like Star Wars. And this might actually this might actually motivate me to get my ass back in the gym. You know, own boy, OC, own bay, OC. He's been going to the gym like crazy and he's all ripped and swole now. And I am uh, I am not. I am the opposite of that. So I need to get my ass back in the gym get my pump on, get my swole on, and maybe little R2-D2 there will inspire me. So thank you so much, Brandy, for that. That is absolutely cool. So moving on into the shout-outs world, I have a shout-out from a fellow named Travis who says, Hey, man, my name is Travis, and I've been a fan for a few years now. I'm constantly getting made fun of at work for the simple fact that I vape. 
Could you do me a favor and look into the camera in a vlog and say the following? Travis, those guys at your work can eat a bag of dicks because you're fucking awesome. If not, that's cool. Either way, keep doing what you're doing and shout out to my wife, Kelsey, as well, who has never smoked or vaped, but has always been by my side. Cheers. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I, I say this a million times. It's one of my favorite things ever. When you have a significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, life partner, whatever, that doesn't smoke or vape, but supports you in your vaping hobby transition away from tobacco cigarettes. So absolutely, Travis, you are shouted out. Those guys at work, they can definitely eat a bag of dicks. So this one's a little bit long, but a fellow named Sam writes to me and says, hey Nick, my name is Sam and I'm 19 years old who started vaping around a year ago. I watch your videos all the time and I just wanted to say thank you. I have anxiety and severe acid reflux. I packed in the cigarettes a year to try to combat the acid reflux as it tears my throat apart and it got worse when I smoked. I've been to, to the doctors and they say that I have to live with it as I've tried all the meds they've given me with no luck. I am having a camera put down my throat in a few weeks to see what is going on in my stomach. I kind of want to see that video. But when I was introduced to your videos, I found a new hobby and something to focus on. My anxiety got better and I was thinking about the EFA acid reflux it feels worse when i think about it so having something to keep my mind off of it was great and this sounds very odd but when i sleep at night my acid gets bad and it keeps me up at night because of the burning sensation in my throat so i put on your vlog and i watch it until i sleep i'm not saying your vlogs are boring or anything i really enjoy them and it just keeps me from thinking about it but quitting smoking was the best thing i've ever done and i can feel the difference in my health and it has calmed my acid reflux down I'm on the route to completely combat my anxiety and acid reflux, and you have been a massive part of helping me through all of this. Mention in the vlog or not, that's up to you. You deserve all my thanks. I just thought you deserve to know that you helped another person, not just vape-related, but life-related. Uh, thank you. I made these graphics just for a bit of fun. Um, yeah, and he made this sweet logo that I can't, obviously I can't use. It's so fucking cool though. It says Grim Green. There's a stormtrooper in the middle. That's awesome, fam. Sam? I said Sam. Sorry. That's awesome, Sam. Thank you for the graphics. I think they're super cool. You are absolutely, absolutely shouted out. I hope you're well on the road to recovery right now. I hope that little camera that went down your throat found whatever it needed to find. And, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully the vaping and the combination of falling asleep to my sweet, sweet voice uh, has helped your acid reflux. Absolutely, Sam. So second to last shout out that we're going to do, uh, Ariel writes to me and says, Hi, Nick. My name is Ariel, and I'm writing you on behalf of my husband, Josh. This is out of character and something I've never done before, but I know you are very connected with your subscribers and fans and the vape community as a whole, so I thought it would be worth a shot. Josh and I both started vaping about three years ago, and needless to say, it changed our lives in such a positive way. We have three young children, and we want to be here for them as long as humanly possible, and I think that we were willing to risk our health for cigarettes, and that's just awful. I'm so happy that we are not putting that poison into our bodies any longer, and we found vaping. It truly works, and it is so much more than a habit. It changes lives. Absolutely, I agree with you. We have both lost grandparents to cancer. Imagine if that generation was vaping. How many people would still be here? Josh has been watching your videos for quite a while. You are his absolute favorite and such an inspiration to him. He is way more into vaping, building, trying all the new things, and vaping YouTube community than I am. After watching you, he has 
It has inspired him to start his own channel, The Vape Summoner. I haven't, I don't think I, I don't think I Googled The Vape Summoner yet. Let's try and find it. Vape Summoner. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he's got a couple videos. He's got a box mod review and some other stuff. Looks like a nice guy. He's got a, a beard and some other stuff. And I have the volume turned down on my computer right now, so you can't see this. Vape Summoner. Anyway, he's just getting going, but he loves all things vaping. And anything he does, he does give it 100%. So I know he will do great. And while I'm forced to watch many of his vaping videos in, the bed in our bedroom TV, yours are my favorite. Trustworthy, honest, reviews and information with an awesome sense of humor. Awesome sense of humor? I wouldn't... I would, ne I would never describe myself that way probably awkward awkward sense of humor or something thank you for all you have done for the vaping community absolutely it's my pleasure keep doing what you're doing spreading the word and getting the facts out there i could make this email a thousand pages telling you what an amazing person my husband is and everything we have been through but i'll stop here and hopefully it will be enough for you to notice you might be able to give josh a shout out on his 29th birthday april 13th 2016 it would make his year. Well, unfortunately, I apologize. Your birthday was last week, Josh. But your wife wrote to me. She requested a shout out. So Josh, keep doing what you're doing. Keep making YouTube videos. There's plenty of room for everybody. Absolutely do your thing. Hope you had a happy birthday and definitely, definitely consider yourself shouted out. Now, I definitely have one. I have one last shout out to do. Uh, this one isn't email related. This is uh, this guy related. So Mike, Mike, snail mail, thank you for all you've done for the vaping community. I watch your videos as they have influenced numerous purchases in the last year I've been vaping. I'm never going back to the stinkies, and you've been a huge part of that. So please accept this gift as a token of my appreciation. Keep on vaping. Uh, Mike, Mike from Colorado. And you know what freaking Mike from Colorado sent me? You're never going to believe this. Do you see this? This is a giant Darth Vader Pez dispenser. It's amazing. I love it. And best of all, it dispenses packs of Pez that you can put into smaller Pez dispensers. And when you lift his neck back, it plays the Star Wars music. Anyway, Mike from Colorado, thank you, thank you, thank you for this wonderful gift. It is living currently up on the top of my Han Solo cabinet next to my Stormtrooper blaster and next to my new TIE fighter from Star Wars Episode 7, and I, I just love it. It just makes me smirk every time I see it, and literally every time I walk in the room or I go over to that cabinet, I grab him down and I flip his head up just to hear the music and watch his eyes light up, and I go, okay, that's awesome. Like, that's a good start to my day right there. So absolutely, Mr. Mike from... Uh, from Colorado, consider yourself shouted out and thank you so much for the gift. So we've done shout outs, we've done a lot of stuff. We talked about advocacy, we already did beer. You know what we have to do right now? It's time to get into some first impressions. All right, so let's do some freaking first impressions. So the first impression that I wanna do, and this isn't really a first impression, this is just a, a thing. It's not a review, it's not really first impression, it's just a, here's a product that exists that I just started using today, and it's kinda cool. Anyway, they're called Wick Sticks. Interesting, right? Anyway, so 
I got this letter. Lord Nimbus, who's a builder guy, he uh, contacted me on Instagram and said, hey, I want to send you these wick sticks. I've been using them. I think they're pretty cool. And so this fella, uh, Vicky, <laughs> this female, <laughs> this girl, Vicky, writes to me. Um, she said, uh, Lord Nimbus, blah, blah, blah. Five pack of each. Here's the basic concept. Wick Sticks is a Japanese cotton cut into convenient strips, just barely attached to the top. All you have to do is tear off a strip and roll it up and stick it in. Um, the cotton is Japanese, but for legal purposes, it can't be called organic. The cotton is cleaned with a patented water jet system that blows out all of the impurities and seeds, leaving it a bright white color with all of the fibers still in the same direction. This makes for a very clean product with no break-in period. The fiber positioning allows for really fast wicking, although it may look like it. This product is not dyed or bleached in any way. The tin is durable and will keep your wicks from getting crushed, unlike a plastic bag. It can also be reused and repurposed for things like tiny blue screwdrivers. The insert card separating each, lotter, each layer keeps the cotton clean and dry until you need it. Most of the other cotton products on the market become exposed the first time they are opened. This allows the entire product to be used without waste. There are two wick stick sizes, the original and the wides. The originals are meant for used in coils with an inner diameter of 2.5 millimeters and below, and the wides are for coils with an inner diameter of 3 millimeters and above. Above. Wick sticks can be purchased at victorydistro.com. And I'm going to post a link in the description, but basically it's a tin, right? And there are 24 strips in here. Each pack of these is about five bucks, which I don't know. For the convenience, I mean, I feel like that's worth it. This slides off, and then on top there's a little thing. And then here's all your wick sticks. So let me pull these out. And it's just. It looks exactly like Japanese organic cotton, except it's pure white. All the fibers are running in the same direction to get that good, you know, capillary wicking action. And she's absolutely right. They're cut into perfect strips. You just go boop, and now you have two strips. I was kind of impressed with these. I was skeptical when Lord Nimbus told me about them. I'm like, great, another fucking cotton product and there's native wicks and all these other wicks and I hate native wicks and there's all these other wicks out there but when I re-wicked the goon today I used these wick sticks and it was a very quick effortless re-wick job um, these are exactly 2.5 millimeter coils all I did was pull it off roll up the end stick it in tucked it down it's been cranking away ever since it's been wicking great the flavor was good right out of the gate there was no weird cottony or breaking flavors but yeah so that's an option this is probably you know i'm not going to do a full review for a tin of cotton but i kind of wanted to put it out there that it's kind of cool it's not super expensive and it's really convenient if you hate cutting your wicks or you know, cutting them to the right size because I don't cut, you know, I use 2.5 millimeter coils and 3 millimeter coils and that's about it. And I don't always cut my wicks exactly the same every time. And so sometimes it's really hard to push it through and sometimes it's way too easy and you go, oh shit, and you pull it out and you're like, I have to cut it a little bit thicker because I need it to be a little bit more snug. With these, you literally just tear it off, roll the end in your finger and Swoop, just whoop right through the coil. It's good, and the flavor's good, and I'm going to have a vape because vaping.
So yeah, the real first, the real first first impression that I want to do is for this little guy right here. Do you see this tiny little tank? This is from Watofo. This is the Serpent Mini, and it's named the Serpent only by name. It has literally nothing to do with the other serpent that's out there. It's got a completely different build deck. It's got a completely different fill system. It has no liquid control, and it's a dinky little guy. This is roughly the size of the Moonshot, maybe, if it had a smaller drip tip on it. It's a little three mil flavor tank. And if this is, I don't think that this is three mils. I just don't. I want to measure three mils out and dump it in here and see if it actually holds three mils because I don't believe this holds three mils. It gets full after like one and a half syringe fulls of, of liquid. You know what I mean? So I've been filling it up from, uh, this is a chubby vape, chubby vape, chubby bubble vapes, chubby bubble vapes, chubby bubble vapes. And this is a watermelon bubblegum type of flavor Two, like one and a half, you know, droppers full one and a half. <laughs> I don't know why I was demonstrating that. And this tank is full. It's just full. Really easy to build on, man. It's a single coil tank, one coil, cotton, chimney goes on, thing goes on, fill it up, done. It was one of the quickest building and wicking and filling experiences I've ever had. I've gone through like four tanks of this already. It's a 0.6 ohm coil. I've been rocking it a bit lower at around 36 watts, which is watts, which is still almost five volts of power going through this and for a 0.6 ohm single coil it's a fuse clapton in here i had no problem fitting it in there the flavor on it's great airflow's on the stiff side but it's kind of that's what flavor tanks do flavor tanks have a little bit of a stiff airflow it's got a really short small chamber in there it's got a really short chimney so the flavor is just uh it's just fantastic Decently good performance. I mean, it's not like Cloudsboro Clouds performance, but the flavor is a nice trade-off. And truly and honestly, this Chubby Bubble Vapes, uh, I got this at Vape Bash from Mod Fuel. I'll try to track down a link and put it in the description. This is a legit good water, like bubblegum watermelon flavor. It's kind of delicious. So if we click over to the Watofo website, Watofo Serpent Mini, 35 bucks. That's it, 35 bucks, no big deal. Let's go over the details. The specs, 22 millimeters around, sure. Single coil build deck, leads laid, lay down to slots. Okay, yeah, I mean, th there's slots and side screws to pin your wires, kind of like the inside of the indestructible. Like there's no holes, there's just slots. Um, sure, two millimeter diameter terminals, uh, peak insulator made in Germany, dual adjustable airflow, uh, build deck, can be accessed without draining the tank. Top fill system, three mil capacity, dual wide fill port, five millimeter board drip tip with a hollow design. Yeah, this drip tip is hollow on the inside. So it's kind of like, you know, these are the O-rings and then it goes up and it's hollow and then it comes back down and that's, you know, where you would be putting your mouth lips around. Anyway, I've actually been having a lot of fun with this. I've had it for about a day now and, you know, the juice capacity, not anything to write home about. It's three mils. You know what I mean? If you're a person like me that vapes through almost 30 mils a day, then three mil tank, you're going to be refilling 
a lot. You're just going to be refilling it and refilling it and refilling it. But the plus side is you won't be dripping as much like you would with a dripper. And the flavor, the flavor is really nice. It doesn't have big open swooshy airflow, but the flavor is really nice. Yeah, flavor is really good, man. So, you know, like with all my first impressions, I'm going to spend a little bit more time with this little guy right here. Haven't ran into any leaking issues. Wicking it was really easy, and it seems to be holding up really nice because, like I said, I've already filled this tank a couple, three or four times today. One thing that I have noticed is there is no juice flow control system, so you have to wait for your tank to get empty before you can top it off. Otherwise, if you unscrew this top to fill it, it's going to break that vacuum seal that's created in your tank, and it's going to just flood up into your uh, into your build deck, which is what you what you don't want to happen. So I've been waiting until the juice is basically empty, until I can't really see any juice in there, and then I unscrew the top and bleh my juice in there. But you know what? It's cool. Like I said, I'm going to spend a little bit more time with it before I give it a, a full, full review. But so far, so good. So far, so far, so good. Yeah, there you go. I actually have a couple, I actually have a pretty good amount of first impressions this week. Got this guy as well. This is the new E-Leaf iStick 200 watt with temp control. And it is, you can kind of see by the shape of it, it's like Rouleau shaped. It's a triple 18650. So if you pop this battery door open, yep, one, two, three, you're going to see three batteries in there. Close it up. Ugh, close it up like that. I have this on uh, stainless steel right now. So this is set with stainless steel, 370 degrees, 81 watts. It's a 0 0.09 ohm dual stainless steel coil in here. And that's really low, but it'll fire pretty low. It's using the same, you know, I E-Leaf has to be Joytech because, or they're using a Joytech chip because this is, the Relow interface. It's shaped like the Relow. It feels like the Relow. The interface is that of the Relow as well. And it's weird because it's like oblongy shaped, right? But the buttons on the front, I feel like if I'm holding it ergonomically, that the button should be right here, but it's not. It's like, it should be here, but it's here. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, uh, so far, so good. It feels fairly cheap. It feels on the cheap side. And if you go to the E-Leaf website, um, no. The only place I could find this was on eFun.top. eFun.top. <laughs> e and it's in pre-sale status right now for $35.99. And it comes in white, silver, and black. $35.99? Yeah. Sure, there you go. I mean, it's the same price as the Rouleau. So if you were going to get a triple 18650, the same chip that's much more comfortable to hold, I might go down the Rouleau road rather than this. I don't know. Let's sure. You know what? Let's do a, later when I do a review, we'll do a head-to-head -head with the Rouleau. I've already reviewed the Rouleau a thousand times, and it'd be interesting to see how these stack up against each other. But what we have on top, before I even take a vape, this is the new Tornado RTA from iJoy. I find it interesting. It's essentially a large moonshot. I mean, the deck is very 
moonshotty in that there's no you don't screw it down to anything when you're building it. You're holding a post, right? And then you have your your coils and and what this has is the uh, let me get over to the website. This has something called the T6 deck, which is basically a velocity style deck. And then they added like two more post holes, like burp, burp, like awkwardly placed post holes at the top. So you could theoretically do a six coil build inside of this. Now, I'm not sure how well the juice could possibly wick up to those topmost coils. I don't know. It just seems ridiculous. Like <laughs> a T6 deck. Ah, ah, bah, bah. I don't know. It's in here and I'm only using a dual coil. I have no need to put six coils inside of a freaking RTA. Now, what's interesting about this is I don't know if iJoy is related uh, any in any way to JoyTech, um, but this came with some notch coils that don't look like the notch coils that Wismac Joytech sends out. I mean, come on. We all knew that the notch coils were going to get cloned like right away, right? And they did. They got cloned right away. These notch coils are stainless steel as well. And they look slightly different than the notch coils that you get from Wismac. I'm going to see if there's a picture if there's a picture of them on the site. Yeah, there they are. TSS coil. They're calling it the TSS coil, uh, which stands for something stainless steel coil, I'm assuming. Really super low resistance. A dual coil in here came out to 0.08, which you can run stainless steel in wattage mode, but the ramp up on these is so unbelievably fast that I had to switch it into temp control mode. So like I said, we have this set to 370, 81 watts, 0.09 dual notch coils in here and RTAs are always a little bit of a balancing act between the amount of cotton you use and like juice viscosity and like airflow and all this stuff. I think I packed one of the coils a little too tight with cotton because I keep seeing bubbles coming out of one side and I see no bubbles coming out of the other side. So I have a feeling one side is running a little bit dry because it gives me like kind of a dry sensation and I have a feeling the other side is wicking just fantastically. Airflow feels like a dripper. This is a proprietary drip tip that does not come off, but I will show you it's somewhat interesting uh, top fill mechanism. Decently good flavor for an RDA this big or an RTA this big. Really good airflow. It's kind of drippery. I mean, the airflow kind of feels like a dripper. Now, the way that you fill this, I believe, is you twist the top and then you pull this off. Perfect. And there's a big hole right there for juice fill. So you kind of have to lay it down and let your juice in there. And I was using a glass dripper bottle and then you kind of put it upright. You line up these tabs here, you press it down and then you click it back over to the locked position. And now it's all locked and you know, no juice is going to come out. I'm kind of fascinated by this tank. It's working surprisingly good. I want to put not, not, 
notch coils in there. I wanna rebuild this when the tank gets empty. I'm gonna rebuild this with some fused Clapton's or maybe even just some round wire or something like that and see how it holds up. I have a feeling it's gonna be a lot better with nichrome or canthal and regular wattage mode, not temp control notch coils, which are, I don't know. These notch coils are not like the other notch coils. They, they, they're weird. They feel weird or something like that. The tank itself actually made really well. Good airflow so far, good flavor so far. Like with all my first impressions, you guys know me, I'm going to need to spend a lot more time with this before I feel comfortable talking about it. I'm going to spend a little bit more time with it before we give it a full review. But so far, this little combo it's been a nice little combo. So yeah, these next two first impressions, we're gonna do um, we're gonna do them together, and we're actually gonna have to set them up because I have not even so much as put a battery inside this mod, and I have not filled this tank with any sort of liquid, and I'd like to use this tank inside this mod just to see how weird it is. Anyway, this also comes from iJoy, and this is called the Gujer. <laughs> G the good. No, G-O-O-D-G-E-R. I'm calling it the Gujer. I don't know how to pronounce that. If anybody knows how to pronounce it, please let me know. But otherwise, I'm going to be calling it the Gujer. And it's basically a sub-ohm tank that is taking its design cues from Joytech. So you unscrew this top, and you have a full, you have a tank right there that you fill up very, very much like those Joytech, you know, uh, Cubis tanks, right? Although there's no fill to here line, I have a feeling that I am going to overfill this tank the first time. So the coil head sticks onto the bottom of the chimney like this, and you have this coil head, and the airflow comes from the top, right? Comes in the top, then down to your coil head, then up into your mouth hole. And you have an adjustable airflow here at the top, and you have a very similar filling method as that other tank. You pull this little ring on the top up, and you expose this rubber O-ring in here, and you have a fill port right there, a little fill hole right there. And then you, bleh, you press that back down, and you're good to go. So, what we're gonna be doing is using this tank. I'm gonna to have to get it all primed and full in a second. And we're gonna be putting it inside this guy right here. So this is the Movekin Disguiser mod. And quick backstory on this, Movekin went bananas on social media and were, was tagging me and every other vape reviewer on Earth in their Instagram posts and on their Facebook posts saying, hey everybody, tag these reviewers so that they notice us, right? And so finally, after seeing me get tagged a thousand fucking times on Instagram, I finally contacted Movekin and I'm like, what, <laughs> what, what? And they're like, oh, we wanna send you the new Disguiser mod for review. I'm like, okay, fine, I mean, you could have just emailed me. You don't have to go through this whole public song and dance of trying to get my attention and this, that, and the other. You could have easily just as emailed me, but you know what? That's okay. We're moving forward from that. Now, this is basically like a giant Rillo. It's Rillo-shaped. Do you see the shape of this thing? It's got a clicky button here, two clicky buttons down here, and it's got this chamber right here where a tank is supposed to go, right? And you're thinking, well, not all tanks are the same height. Well... They include this really interesting drip tip that is telescoping 
right? So you twist it, ah, and look how tall it gets. And then you go, and it goes way back down. So what you can do, I'll have to get these O-rings lubricated with juice first, is you can put this drip tip on your tank like that. It happens to fit this tank. You put it in the mod and then you kind of telescope this up until it reaches past where it needs to go. It's interesting. I find this I find this fascinating. So, okay, before we let's just make sure this works. Put the tank in here. Tanks in there. There's plenty of space all around the tank for airflow. And then you have this thing on here that airflow can definitely get in even if you put your hand over it. Airflow is still airflow is still going to get in there. This tank door is really loose. The magnets super super weak. I can grab it like this and kind of open it with my hands just like that and if you give it a like a yep it just pops off hard. The magnets on this movekin are some of the weakest magnets that I've ever experienced in my life but what we're gonna do is put this drip tip in here like this. Drip tip goes in and then you telescope it out like that. And so now you have a drip tip that's sticking out and you can telescope it all the way out. So just like that, you have plenty of, you know, drip tip to put your mouth on. Or what we can also do, screw this guy down and then it lets you put another drip tip on top. So if I just want to have a dot mod right there that doesn't telescope up or down, I can have a little dot mod right there just like that. And I think that's actually kind of cool. So I have not even put a battery inside of this mod yet. So what I'm gonna do real fast is get this tank going and primed and full. And then I'm gonna put some batteries in this, uh, in this mod and dude, we're gonna vape it, Movekin. We're gonna vape it. Yeah, there's no fill to here line. So, <sighs> I guess I'm just going to fill it up like halfway and hope that I didn't I'm okay, I'm going to be a little bit conservative right now cuz I need to learn where to fill this up to because this coil head topper when I place it in here is going to displace a lot of juice. Okay, so I had some more room. Um I guess ultimately that doesn't really even matter because you're not supposed to fill it that way anyway. You're supposed to pull up that top part and fill it from the top. All right, yeah, buddy, we got a full tank. What I always do to prime my coils is I put like one or two drops right into the coil head, not a lot, one or two drops. I turn off the airflow completely and I take some dry pulls. Look for any bubbles happening. Not yet, see a couple bubbles happening. You just wanna get that juice flowing in there. And now, now we can completely open the airflow up. I'm gonna put this in the Movekin disguiser. We're gonna use their included Movekin drip tip. And we're gonna use the dot mod on there. And then we're gonna make sure our airflow is wide open. Oh yeah, and so the Gujar the air the the juice flow or the juice fill 
happens to line up kind of right with the front. So this will be really easy to fill, you know, so you don't have to take this off, pull your drip tip off, take the whole tank off, unscrew the top, and then fill it up. With this googer, you can just pull off this little juice cover housing and go bleh, and then bleh, your juice in there and you can pop it back down and then that's it, you're good to vape. Um, let's actually get some batteries in here. Um, this is in series and the bottom is labeled negative and positive. So positive, negative, that's how you do it. Let's bring this thing to life. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, fancy welcome screen. One thing that Movekin did that I'm not super excited about, I kind of wish they hadn't done it, is they they like uh, printed grim green on here and it's just in like the most boring aerial font and it's also crooked. So I would have preferred it if it didn't say <laughs> if it didn't say grim green on there. So I can kind of feel air being pulled uh, around my fingers. Yeah, your fingers are gonna cover that up and if you put it against your palm, your fingers and your palm are definitely going to affect the airflow on this. So you could kind of hold it, you know, like this, or just, you know, make sure you don't cover up any of those, uh, any of those holes. Anyway, let's get to vaping this. Uh, new coil up, same down. Uh, these buttons aren't marked. So I'm gonna say that that's a new coil. Uh, 0.65 ohms, stainless steel, 33 watts. Super, super weak, so we're gonna turn that up a little bit because we can rock stainless steel in wattage mode. Let's turn it to 50 watts. Uh, yeah, sure, my resistance just went up to 0.7. I'm getting the hard gurgles from this tank. Um, let's try it in, let's go to stainless steel mode. So one, two, three. Okay, that's nickel, one, two, three. And this is, that's titanium, one, two, three. That's stainless steel. So we're gonna turn our wattage, one, two, three. One, two, three. Oh, okay, so it keeps whatever wattage you had it set at. So we're gonna set this to, how about 60 watts, one, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Now we're at uh, stainless steel, 60 watts. I'm gonna put this down to 420 degrees with a 0.6 ohm coil. Let's see how it vapes. It's good, the flavor's good, the airflow's surprisingly good. Um, I am getting a bit of gurgle happening in here, and I'm hoping that I can vape through that. You hear the gurgle? And I don't know if that's from the drip tip or what's going on there. So let's try their extendo drip tip. Nope, gurgle's still there. Gurgle is still there. Gurgle is complete. Pretty nice, man. Uh, I'm using that fucking Mona's Pantry Pink Lemonade and the flavor's nice on this tank. I wonder if I can vape it with that thing off. I wanna know where this gurgle is coming from. It's not leaking anywhere. 
I just I get gurgling. It's an interesting little thing to say the least. There's a it's big. It's a double 18650. It's going to do what? 150 watts. Okay. Let's go to this disguiser. Yeah. So disguiser 150 watt. Uh, it comes with a Delrin drip tip that telescopes out, which is great. Uh, the tank area is 25 millimeter diameter. It can even fit the TFV4 in there. So watch out, TFV4 compatible, which was a really good move on their port because the TFV4 is incredibly popular. Love your own drip tip? You can put any standard drip tip on top of the included Delrin drip tip. Sometimes I prefer to use my RDA. What shall I do? The Disguiser 150 has a 510 extension for the RDA user to make it just a normal 150 watt box mod. It is a big normal 150 watt box mod. I feel like if you have the Disguiser, if you went through the trouble of buying a mod that uses an internal tank, that you're gonna use it with an internal tank. I guess it is a nice option to have this 510 extender that comes right up to the tip there, and then you can throw an RDA on top, sure. Big window, lets an airflow, watch the e-liquid inside clearly. Uh, designed for battery, less change complicated. Love, I love Chinese translations. Designed for battery change, less complicated. Um, it's basically just a door <laughs> that pops down and then and then you shut it. One, two, three, four, five. Welcome. The the screen looks very very much like the DNA two hundred. Um, Disguiser don't have the pass through. Will it be very complicated to charging? Not really. You can take the 18650's battery out so easy and charge outside with your charger. We don't make it pass through because it's pretty dangerous to charge inside with two or more 18650 batteries inside. There you go. Even though that was broken English, I actually understood it and that makes a lot of sense to me. Hiding the tank is good, but can I see the e-juice inside clearly? Sure you can. We have a nice designed window so you can see everything happens inside your tank. Just every, it says, I just need more information about the disguiser chips and everything. 0.91 inch OLED screen, output wattage five to 150 watts, output voltage six to 8.4 watts, compatible resistances, fires down to 0.1 in wattage mode, uh, variable temperature fires down to 0.05. 18650 batteries, 510 connector, atomizer protection, atomizer short circuit and no atomizer, low voltage protection, overcurrent protection, device to hot protection. So yeah, there you go. It's kind of cool. Movekin Disguiser 150. The only thing I don't know that I can't find anywhere is the price. Uh, it looks like that same fucking weird, sketchy website, efun.top, has them in stock right now for 50 bucks. Sure, 50 bucks, supply your own battery, supply your own mod. Like with all my first impressions, I'm going to spend a lot, a lot more time with this guy right here. I'm just interested by it. I'm fascinated by it. I find it interesting. So far, I've only noticed that this door is super, super weak, but... It's vaping really well right now at 420 degrees with a 0.65 ohm stainless steel dual coil on here. Uh, 60 watts, 420 degrees. The tank's gurgly, but that's no fault of the mod.
Really, I'm just interested to see what other tanks I have that will fit in here. Like, will this new iJoy Tornado fit in there? I don't know. Will the Watofo Serpent Mini fit in there? I don't know. Will the K-Fun fit in there? I have a K-Fun Mini V3 that I love. Maybe that'll fit in there. Maybe this could be like a mouth-to-lung machine. I have a bunch of tanks over here that I'm really interested, really interested to see if they're going to fit inside this. Maybe Matt's new wonky theorem tank will fit in here. I don't know. You know what? I don't know. Uh, it's all an experiment and it all, I'm going to test this with every tank that I possibly have that I can possibly find. I'm going to test it in here and I sound like a broken record when I say this, but like with all my first impressions, I'm going to spend way more time with both the Disguiser and the Gujer, <laughs> the Gujer Sebone tank. Right now it's gurgly, but we'll see where that takes us in the future. That gurgle actually kind of goes away if you carb it. I don't know what it is. Maybe I flooded it too much when I was priming it, but something, I don't know. Anyway, I think that's actually going to wrap up my first impressions for now. We've actually, we've covered a lot. Um, I do have some bad news. <sighs> Breaks my heart to say this. I don't have any favorite comments of the week. I was just gone. Did not have time Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, or Monday, or whatever, to look and find any favorite comments of the week. So there's not going to be a favorite comment of the week section, but what I do have prepared right now is a quick retro vape. So what I have prepared this week isn't exactly isn't exactly a retro vaping segment. You know, when I first started doing the retro vaping segments, I wanted to vape really old ways of vaping to kind of, you know, show newer people and newer viewers of the vlog that, yeah, we used to put up with some really crummy devices. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, things were not great. And I've kept a lot of that really, really old vape gear, and that's kind of what I wanted to do with retro vaping. But what I've kind of prepared this week is a how does it stack up now segment, I guess. I found my I found my old uh, my old tugboat version one all aluminum hybrid mech mod. And I love, I bought this. <laughs> I bought this for a hundred bucks from Nevada Vapor Supply and I was so stoked to get it. I thought, wow, I love the Tugboat RDA. I want to rock the Tugboat Mech Mod because I'm hearing good things and it's just small and cool and cheap. And you know what? I vaped the ever-loving F out of this thing. And so when I, when I ran across it in my, you know, my daily cleanings of vape stuff, I'm like, huh, I haven't used that in a long time. I wonder if it still is any good at all. So what I'm going to do is grab an 18650 battery. So the Tugboat Mech Mod is a magnetic switch. So there's this little disc that attaches to the bottom of your battery. And then that acts like a magnet, a levitation, if you will, on the bottom. So you just find which way repels your switch and then you stick the opposite end onto your battery so that now 
it's going to repel on the switch. And then you take the very, very thin, hollow aluminum tube and you drop your switch in just like that. It's going to go straight to the bottom. And then when you drop your battery in, it's going to kind of float and make funny noises. It's going to kind of float on a little cushion of freaking magical magnetism. And then you take this little top cap and you screw it down and now you have a battery filled mech mod. Now this is a hybrid top, meaning your 510 is directly touching your batteries. So if any of you put an Atlantis, a Spire Atlantis on here, or a Kanger sub tank, I'm going to personally come to your house and chop you in the throat because that will hard short your battery and you will have a venting situation. And you see this on the fucking news all the time about, oh, I'm putting, Atlantis take on my hybrid mech mod and now there's a hole in my leg because it burned because I hard shorted my battery it's like yeah you're misusing it you know what I mean if you drive your car into a concrete wall it's going to get wrecked that's the same thing you just not misuse your your products so what I have is a velocity version 2 on here with a very very protruding 510 pin and it happens to look happens to look kind of cool on there velocity version 2 now i will say this as a disclaimer i am outside of the safety <laughs> i'm outside of the safety rating of this battery this is an samsung 25r which has a solid 20 amp continuous rating and this is a 0.16 ohm dual fused clapton on here so if we head over to vapecalc.com ooh he redesigned it that's cool. Uh, that's cool. So let's put in 0.16 and we'll put in four volts. Oh, okay. So it it's it's basically going to be a, a 25 amp draw on the battery, and these are 20 amp batteries. So 0.5 out. Um, I obviously don't overexert your batteries. Don't go outside of the specs of your batteries. But for this purpose, this is the only atomizer I have that will fit on here right now. And that's it. I'm going to vape it. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to blow my face off or anything. And the reason you don't go outside of the amp limits of your battery and it's not because and it's, your battery is not going to explode if you go outside of the amp limits of your battery you just don't want to overstress your batteries when you overstress your batteries they get hot and they can break down much much faster i need juice so here we go all original aluminum authentic tugboat version 1 mod why isn't this why are you being weird? Oh, okay, there you go. Now you're sitting nice and flush. Velocity version 2. 0.16 ohm coil running on a single 18650 hybrid mech mod. I ran this setup a lot. Uh, I generally ran a hybrid mech mod with like a 0.2 ohm coil, but never with fused claptons. I mean, always with round wire builds, never with fused claptons. So I have a feeling there's going to be a pretty long ramp up time with this. And I have a feeling that the vapor is going to be much cooler in temperature. Is it still is it even firing hey it's firing look at that look at that shit here we go battery rattle oh a little bit of battery rattle happening in there got my airflow all adjusted
Well, I'll be damned, it's actually working really well. And now I remember why we got into the habit of blowing out. <laughs> you blow out with a mech mod to sort of get the most vapor because there's that ramp up time, right? So if you're blowing out at first, when you see people blowing out, it's to really get the coils hot before you breathe in so you can get a nice, warmer, more rich, sort of dense vape happening in there. Wow, nice. <laughs> I'm surprised. I didn't think the vape would be that good, but it's actually a really good vape. And you know, I don't talk about single 18650 tube mechs anymore. I just don't. Um, they're kind of a little bit of a niche thing now here in 2016 when we have, you know, $35 internal tank, dual 18650, 150 watt temperature control devices with multiple wire configurations possible. Buying a, a single 18650 tube mech mod feels a little bit like taking a Vespa to a NASCAR race, but you know what? There's a lot of people, especially in Southern California, in the cloud comps, um, they only allow single 18650 tube mech mods. Just to make the playing, the level playing field, you have to build to a certain resistance, they have to check your ohms, and then you use your single 18650 tube mech mod, and that kind of levels the playing field a little bit for, uh, for cloud comps, so you see a lot of SoCal people still using rocking mech mods. In fact, Big Philly, when we were just at Vape Bash, Big Philly was rocking a mech mod. I have one, two mech mods that I still are in regular rotation. One of them is the Ruby from Kennedy Vapor, and the other one is the Jux from Continuous Current, which I haven't done a review for. Maybe I'll do that next week as well. Those are the two that I've kind of been still, still using. Um, in fact, this year, for my year-end review, you know, favorite things of 2016, I don't even think I'm gonna have a mech mod category. I'm just not gonna do it. But, heck, this is still vaping pretty damn good. Surprising. I am shocked. I'm shocked and appalled that this is working so well. Good. It's good. You know what I mean? It's good. I, I like hybrids. I like mech mods. Make sure your 510 pin is long enough and don't go way outside the specs of your battery. Just feeling this battery, yeah, it feels warm. I can tell that I was outside of the safety amperage limits of this battery, which is something I don't recommend doing. I'm gonna build a 0.2 ohm coil just so I can responsibly stay within the limits of this, you know, Samsung 25R battery. But it's good, it kinda makes me wanna break out my, uh, my anarchist mod, and uh, it's, you know, because the anarchist mod was essentially, the original anarchist tube mech mod was essentially a slightly different version of this tugboat, and I really used to really like that anarchist mech mod. Anyway. That's it. That's what I got for retro vaping. You know what? I'm just going to leave this around just for just for a little bit because I like vaping on my retro vapes just a little bit uh, after, after I use them. Anyway, 
I'm going to wrap up this vlog. I literally don't have anything else planned right now. Um, I have no favorite comments of the week. Uh, that's it. That's usually the last segment is favorite comments of the week. I've got stuff piling up for review. I've got stuff piling up for giveaways. So expect some giveaways coming up. You know what I mean? This has never been a giveaway-based channel. Uh, that's like an easy way to get subs is to constantly do giveaways. You know what I mean? But I'm going to be doing some giveaways coming up. They're going to be, some of them are going to be Facebook only. Some of them are going to be Instagram only. And some of them are going to be YouTube only. So everybody, everybody has a chance to win unless you live in Indiana unless you live in Canada. Those are the kind of the two deal breakers. I can't ship to those two places, unfortunately, for giveaways. But that's what I got, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me in the vlog. I'm gonna be home for a while now, and that's gonna be great. We're gonna get right back on track with Mod Monday, Topper Tuesday, Wildcard Wednesday, Vlog Thursday, Sunday nights, the new Culture of Clouds episodes every Sunday night, and we're going to get back into that groove of just rocking out on YouTube. Good? Good. I think that sounds awesome. Thanks, everybody, so much for joining me. I'm going to grab my little Movekin disguiser, and uh, yeah, I'm just going to vape my little face off. Thank you so much for watching, everybody, and as always, right there, let's keep on vaping.